How was I supposed I, to know? I can't believe that you guys watched that. That was like that thing. is one of that's one of the worst movies I think I've watched. Yeah. Mike can't even say that he watched the whole thing. I did notice that he nodded off a couple times, and I I was like, dude, I'm not going to be stuck watching this piece of shit movie by myself. <laughs> like, start kicking it. Seventy percent of it was just women dancing, and not even like good song. porno. No. Yeah, I'm glad we get. I'm glad we could get this review out of the way now. <laughs> right, right in the pre-podcast. Oh, am I recording? <laughs> yeah, you better be. <laughs> That's all I want to say. About <laughs> Whatever Bill said. <laughs> I speak for all of us when I say, "Burn it, burn that movie." It's the uh, first Terror Vision in the uh, in the subscription service. I know. Shame on them. You did it too, didn't you? I also received the movie. I have it. I didn't watch it. I mean, I've seen it before. I have that DVD, and now I own two copies of Santa Claus. <laughs> oh man! Now you're gonna have to get that one graded. <laughs> All right, let me uh, close my door. Are you hot on a loogie then? You guys can't see me, can you? No. Okay, because I'm wearing a shirt that says semen on it. Semen. <laughs> <laughs> I just fell. Here, let me see if I can. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to do the. You click on the camera option. Why is not even there? I'm over here. Oh, I'm okay. swearing because I just ruined my new pajamas. See, it says semen on it. Oh. <laughs> and on the bottom, it's a semen beam. Someone I know has got one of those on fucking Instagram. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. End of that. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Val got that for me for Christmas. <laughs> and then I got, I got one with cats on it, and it says boner garage. I got a I got a shirt with a cat on it as well. Well, it doesn't say boner garage. Well, it's a it's a it's a black cat with a Ziggy Stardust stripe going down the eye, so it's Ziggy Stardust. I got a um a sweater uh for an old woman that says um up to snow good. It's got like a Siamese cat on it. It's it's a woman's triple XL. Oh my god! And it is the it is the correct arm length. I'm like <laughs> I'm a really short guy. It gives you ample room in the bosom. Not really. My bosom, <laughs> my, my bosom has grown. Not Ryan's bosom. No, no, no. His his uh. Zungas. <laughs> I saw a shirt online that had a frog on it and it said, Call the cops, I don't give a fuck. And he's riding a skateboard. <laughs> I love oh, that's him. great. Oh, we can discuss gifts and shit, can't we? In a bit. 
You're recording a podcast and you're having side conversations with me. Yeah, and we also can't hear those, Val. So yeah. <laughs> Speak up a bit. Val said she's gonna get something with Hanukkah on it. No. So I'm getting a tattoo in a couple hours. You're getting a Hanukkah tattoo? <laughs> no. But I have Hanukkah pants because they were the only ones that will maybe still have on sale for three dollars. So I got Hanukkah shorts. I think I'm gonna wear those. Nice. See, this has nothing to do with anything. This is the kind kind of conversations I have with Val normally. Right. I was so I was sleeping on my couch last night, and Val was sleeping in my bed, and she woke up, and she woke me up and herself up by the loudest fart. Huh. Yeah, the loudest fart I've heard in a while. <laughs> it was a super loud fart at nine eighteen in the morning. And then at 9.26, she farted super loud again, and I just see her dumb fucking face looking out at me from my bedroom, smiling. I'm like, yes, Val, I heard it. With your pillow between her legs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Clapping her ass cheeks in my new apartment. Clapping to the gas. All right, Val, this has been fun for you. Shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> We're off to a rip roaring start. <laughs> My God. No, it's fine. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> All right, let's get this podcast started. <laughs> Back, all you need is blood. Episode number one twenty-eight. I'm your host Ryan Tudelo. Joining me are my co-hosts Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith, and special guest in the background for a little bit, Val. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, it's all you need is blood at gmail. All you need is blood pod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in all you need is blood and subscribe. Phew. Oh, God. You made a little mistake there, but you recovered pretty nice. Yeah, it was the Gmail. Like, yeah. and I can't believe that because it's in capital letters. I feel like. I should have been able to just know that. It's not like you've said it enough times. Oh, uh, well, I haven't said it in like three months, Shane. So I, for- I forgot what the podcast was supposed to be. <laughs> you forgot you even did a podcast. I know. My cousin oh. the other day is like, he's like, oh, I got a new phone. He's like, oh, I forgot to like add your podcast. He's like, I'm going to go add it right now. And he looks at it. So this is in December, right? Like in the beginning of December. He goes, ugh, the last time you uploaded an episode was like in the middle of November. Dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that was like a month ago. 
but we got it. We're back. We all uh, have lives outside of the podcast and social media. I know. Media. And, and this time, it wasn't one person's fault. I feel like it was all of our faults. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was mainly mine, though. Yeah, we're going to blame you. Yeah. Okay. It had nothing to do with that. I was out of the state for, like, half of December, or the, the, the December weekends. Why are uh, you out of the state? So I had to go uh, visit Jersey. For Christmas for Elisa's uh, family. Oh. And and then for New Year's, I go up to Vermont where there is zero internet and zero cell phone service uh, in the cabin we go to. It's the perfect place for a murder. It's great. <laughs> That's not my kind of place. Oh, yeah. Next time, bring Shane with you. Hmm. I'll take you, Shane. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll see how many people we can kill off who we don't like. We almost killed somebody up there with a hangover. The the most vicious hangover hangover I've ever seen. This poor girl. Oh my god. <laughs> she was out of commission for like almost twenty four hours and we had like eventually we like dragged her out of the room and she couldn't stand up straight. She was too hungover. She was like hunched over. And we're like, Hey, listen, what if you like tried having some alcohol? And yeah. she's like <laughs> She's like, No, that'll kill me. <laughs> so she's taking all these meds, drinking water, nothing's working, and we're like, "All right, well, what if you just have a little sip of this?" And she has like a sip of a drink, and she goes, "Oh, I feel much better now." I'm like, yeah, ah, I've been That's in those situations. I've been in those situations before. So, speaking of alcohol, fellas, I'm actually having a beer for the first time on this podcast, and I don't know how long. Oh wow, what do you have? Uh, though well, this one I got came in our December beer of the month club. This is Ela Morada Beer Company, uh, Sandbar Sunday. It's from Florida, so I guess there's probably like alligator parts and shit in it. I don't know. It might make you retarded. <laughs> <laughs> It's Florida. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it might make you retarded. In fact, that's what it's it says that right on here. It's the logo of the brewery. Yeah, that's a that's a weird slogan. <laughs> so oh my god, boys, what have we been up to? Um I don't know. So, why don't you tell us, uh, Shane, what have you been up to uh, since we last recorded, or since you last have memories? <laughs> Memory, what are they? Um, right, December was a blur. Um, Christmas came and went. It was okay. I actually tolerated Christmas this year, last year. It was... Wow. Yeah, it was, it was tolerable. I... Um, didn't lose my rag with anyone. I didn't go on a murderous spree. I was actually civil to people, which is unusual for me. Um, the big news for me was that I got my mother's headstone paid off, finally. Um, so that's a massive weight off my mind, and I feel a lot better for that. Um, thanks to my niece and two of my nephews who helped chip in as well so that was awesome we got that paid off i bought 
gifts for people for Christmas for the first time in about 10 years. And I actually felt okay about it. I didn't feel begrudged by buying people gifts and spending money on them. You know, it was, it was quite nice. Um, in, t in return, I got some cool gifts. Then January the 1st happened and my cooker died um, halfway through cooking a meal. Um, so two of my neighbors came When you up. say cooker, Shane, well, what is, what is cooker in English? Oven, oven. <laughs> uh, okay. It literally died halfway through roasting a turkey. And, um, if it wasn't for two of my neighbors actually doing the food for me, um, there wouldn't have been a turkey dinner. But thanks to them, they took charge and cooked everything, literally cooked everything, um, apart from the bacon with the chestnuts and sprouts, which I managed to do. Um, that was literally the only thing I could cook because my oven was completely out of commission. Um, so New Year's Day, I ended up having to order a brand new cooker, um, £267. Um, out of pocket on that one. Um, then uh, it got delivered on the Wednesday, Wednesday of this week. Then the guys essentially, they took away the old cooker for recycling. And when they got here, they said, oh, we can't install it because you didn't pay the installation fee. Oh. And I'm like, what? Um Hence, Shane losing his rag with the delivery guys. The delivery guys ran away because I was in such a fucking rage with them. I was like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do then? And then, Is it gas or electric? It's electric. Oh, okay. Yeah. Woogie, 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 woogie. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> um, I then had to call around a few people to see if anyone could come in and install my cooker. Pretty much everyone who I asked said they couldn't do it because they weren't certified to do it. Then on Friday, I called somebody to make an appointment to come have some guys come in and do the cooker, you know, install it. Saturday morning, as in today, I get a phone call telling me that the guy who was supposed to be delivering the cooker uh, or fitting the cooker had fallen ill, and they can't come in and do it until Tuesday. I then lost my rag on the phone to this really polite woman. It wasn't her fault. I mean, I've been awake since 1 a.m., so, you know, um, I go twitchy. And I basically said to her, so what are you going to do about all the food that's in my fridge that I can't cook that I have to throw away? And then I was, like, talking through gritted teeth, and I was quite angry at this point. And she said, I will get someone out to you as soon as possible. She puts the phone down. At two o'clock this afternoon, two guys turn up. Oh, mate, we're here to do your cooker. I was like, about fucking time too. And I left them to it. But on the plus side, they left and I got a brand new tape measure because they left their tape measure. <laughs> so you're so, stealing tools now. No, I'm not stealing, stealing tools at all. They actually left it on the side in my kitchen so i was like okay that's mine thank you um but other than that uh i saw some movies um 
I got some cool gifts for Christmas. I got John Carpenter's The Fog on vinyl, white and grey vinyl, which was really cool. Um, I got a Cure hoodie. I got a Ziggy Stardust t-shirt. Um, I got oh, what else? I got a few bits and pieces. They're all really cool. Um, somebody bought me all the pop vinyls of Stranger Things. All the figurines, which I thought was really cool. I've got a Stranger Things mug and a tin of short shortbread biscuits, um, which didn't last very long. Um, and today, I got myself a copy of Smile on Blu-ray, um, and I also ordered a copy of Deftones, the covers album, which was all of their cover versions combined onto one vinyl LP. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, I now have a cooker that works. And Excellent. if I if I collapse and pass out through exhaustion, it's no fault of yours. I've been awake since one a.m. Now, not to well, drop some long ago. <laughs> what was that? I don't, I don't. I don't want to put any kerosene on the fire here, Shane. But didn't you uh, also lose your kettle? Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, the kettle died. <laughs> so Just now what do you do? How do you make tea uh, now, Shane? Yeah, Shane, how do you heat up your tea? I bought a new kettle, motherfuckers. <laughs> that day? Yeah. I don't believe you. Oh, he's I, he's I, British. I, they can't exist without in five, <laughs> for five minutes without tea. The kettle breaks and like two guys show up at his door a minute later. No, they. I I bought a new kettle on the same day. Um, it was kind of entertaining because I ordered it. It turned up the following day. Yeah, um, they don't fuck around with those over there. No. I'm sure. Because <laughs> no, they, they know how important tea is for people. You know, that's not made in a fucking microwave. Um, I didn't say anything about a microwave. You didn't have to. Um, <laughs> but it was. Uh, you know, I, I have a new kettle. It's clear glass, and it shines blue. It lights up blue when it's boiling, which oh. is an upgrade to the old plastic white one that I had. I I lost my plastic white one like a year ago. It's really it's funny. Plastic kettle? Yeah. How does it make the thing, the sound? It, uh, the sound of water boiling? Yeah, like the steam. The whistle. There's no whistle. There's no whistle. So how, how do you know if it's done? Uh, I'm in it, the kitchen. <laughs> when you make when you turn the kettle on, it hisses and it makes the noise of a kettle boiling water rapidly. Then steam comes out of the nozzle and then it clicks off and the kettle is boiled. There you go. I so there's no whistle? The whole point no. of having a kettle is to hear that whistle. That's them old fangled fucking kettles. No, this is like, that's the ones you use on the gas stove. Mm. That's not as yeah, fun. Mike. Do you know how yeah, I know my tea is done? My microwave starts beeping. The oh, microwave goes ding. <laughs> that's my whistle. That's an American whistle. Oh my God. We're really going to go there, Mike. <laughs> Are we really going there? 
Remember what happened last uh, time? I don't feel like going there today. I was going to say, remember last time I lost my shit over you boiling a fucking cup of tea in a fucking microwave? I think that's one of the greatest ranks on fucking podcast history, actually. Just me completely losing my shit about using a a microwave for a kettle. No, there was a pretty good one. uh, When you you were waiting for the guy to deliver your Chinese food. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) You were were losing it. And then we heard you storm away and yell at him like in the other room. (laughs) Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, I was tearing up listening to that. Oh. How about you, Mike? What have you been doing since uh, we last recorded? I moved. Oh, my God. Yeah, I went from a one-bedroom apartment to a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment. <laughs> and I had to move all my records and CDs. And I had to... Buy a new record shelf for Calyx from Ikea. I had to... I have an island in my kitchen. Try to buy bar stools. I bought a new bed, mattress, dresser. I got a fucking Roomba coming on Tuesday. A what? Um, I, I scammed Best Buy. So that was kind of like pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Do you think... I, I wonder if I can get in trouble for this? I don't think they would, but like, so I bought absolutely listens to us. (laughs) So so I bought an entertainment center from them and uh, it wouldn't fit in my car. So the following day I went with Val and we, uh, long story short, picked it up and I went up to the, uh, the pickup center and I was like, Hey, that entertainment center right there, that's the one I need. And she's like, okay. And a guy came up. We put it in Val's car. Uh, we barely got it home. And then I got an email like a week later, and they're like, hey, if you don't pick up your entertainment center, it's going to be canceled. And I'm like, that's goofy. So another e- a week went by, and I got another email. And the email is like, your order has been canceled, Oof. so you're going to get a refund. And I'm like, okay. And meanwhile, I'm like, watching TV on my new entertainment center that I built and Best Buy gave me a refund for it. Merry fucking Christmas. And that was $300. Nice. So, and then, uh, yeah, so that helped a lot. And then I may have bought a gaming laptop, which I needed, which I needed. <laughs> it's the uh, the MSI GE seventy seven HX, which has a thirty eighty Ti in it. Uh thirty eighty Ti. Holy shit! I seven Intel. Wow. Yeah. So, what's the battery life? Five or ten minutes? The what? Eight. The battery life. I just leave it plugged in. I, I was doing some it. research and like, I don't think it really hurts laptops if you just leave them plugged in. So. It can't overheat the battery. Uh, no, it can't. Because I was doing research, and the at least this battery and other ones, they don't um, charge to 100%. They charge to like 80% to prevent the battery from overheating. Hmm. So it's it doesn't charge it all the way, even if it's plugged in all the time. So 
that's 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 the good news on that. Um, but other than that, I've been um, you you'd be proud of me, Ryan. I started Dark Souls. Oh my God, yes. And I just beat the uh, Capra Demon. And very uh, big pain in the ass. Those stupid dogs. Moseying down to Blight Town. <clears throat> oh, Blight Town. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is my first Dark Souls game, even though I beat Elden Ring. And uh, I got to say, it's a little, uh, it's not as polished <laughs> as Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm enjoying the game it. The from music. like 15 years ago isn't as good as the one that just came out. <laughs> yeah. The music's badass, though. Holy fuck. Oh, great music. Man, it's so good. Um, what else? Have I been playing anything else? I'm oh, I started, I started Scorn. On PC. Oh, I've been wanting to play that. How's that? It's a, it's like a straight up horror puzzle game. Yep. And what I like about it is they kind of just throw you into it. They don't tell you anything. Very bloodborne. It's very like they drop you in and you just figure it out as you go. Uh, really cool. You man, you forced that one. No, I had no choice. <laughs> but other than that, that's uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. I've been working a lot and. And uh, moving, I have not woken up and not had anything to do in about a month. Every day I'm unpacking, putting these fucking vinyl and games and CDs away. I had to buy a third Billy bookshelf from Ikea. It's Mm. been a nightmare, but I'm getting there. Yeah, moving is a huge pain in the ass. Well, especially I had to do it by myself. Val helped the day. Luke, my buddy Luke helped the day. But other than that, I've been... And I... What? Did I have the flu? You had the flu. Apparently, I moved in. Oh, apparently, I had the flu. That's why I couldn't help you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, likely excuse. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I drive a little four-door Ford Fiesta, so putting boxes in my car (laughs) is not. Oh, I I thought you had a Jeep. I did. I used. I used to have a Jeep. I had a '95 Jeep Grand Cherokee, but um. On like, 95. That is awesome. Yeah, at 160,000 miles on it. And um, yeah, three years ago, I got the uh, Ford. So it was I only hit 1,200 miles on it, and I got it for 10 grand. I was like, fuck it. Awesome. Four kilometers, as you guys. They're the same. Miles. You, you use yeah. miles, Shane? You guys know miles? Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> I don't drive, so I don't really pay too much attention to that shit. But if somebody told you I'm thirty miles away, would you know how far that is? Yeah, I would. <laughs> okay, because Just if somebody told me if someone told me I'm thirty kilometers away, I'd be like, I- I- "Is that close? I don't know." That's a bit like me, is because thirty miles away is just outside of Great Yarmouth, off the coast. How many? Uh, Kettles of tea could you make before that guy would get to your house? Probably about two. Two? Wow, 15 minutes it takes? No way. I don't know. See, no, this I can, is... I could drink two Listen, he drink two kettles. That's different. <laughs> three minutes in a microwave and you are done. Well, you're going to spend 15 minutes to wait for water to boil just to make your tea no dumbass yeah, just get a keurig 
There you go. You're oh. welcome. Oh, I do it. I would rather just hold the water in my butthole to warm it up and then let it loose. That's pure. And hand it to Mike and say your coffee is done. <laughs> Actually, this guy just bought a Keurig. It's downstairs. Oh. I have to get it. You got the fancy one. Yeah. But, but more importantly, Ryan, what have you been up to? Besides I traveling to three different states in a month. I don't think I've done anything. I literally don't know. Um, my brain <laughs> is cooked so much so that I had thought I prepared all my notes for this podcast and I just opened them up and there's like nothing in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. Uh, I went, I'm, I'm, I went I to uh, a beer dinner. What was that, Shane? I haven't prepared anything. Well, that's no surprise. Well, there we go. I went to a beer dinner last night, and that was good. I was at a local brewery to me, Bad Sons Brewing, which their beer is mediocre, but the food was excellent. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they they don't listen to this. I hope they don't listen to this. (laughs) No, their their beer's fine. I mean, I don't know. It's okay. The, the food was really good, though. Actually, I did have one beer from them last night that was uh, probably the best Bad Sons beer I'd had, and that's their stout. It was very good. Ooh. So, congrats on that. And I had a, it, they served it with a mole shrimp that was also Ooh. made with the stout. And I'm like, a stout with shrimp? That's an odd combo, but it was fucking delicious. Probably the best thing on the menu, too, that was really good. That sounds good. Together. Yeah, that was good. I don't even know what else has been going on. Like, I literally can't think of things. I went to Vermont, got had some good times up there. Um, I don't know. I've been watching movies, TV shows. I watched that Jeffrey Dahmer show. I don't remember if we talked about it or not. We did last um, time. I don't think we did. It? I think Shane might have mentioned it. I think we did speak about it last time. Yeah, I think um, I mentioned it. Because I've just watched it on Netflix, but it turns out there's been a couple of other things about Jeffrey Dahmer come out as well. Oh no, yeah, this is the one you're talking about with um, what's his face? Oh um, yeah, 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 uh, Evan Peters. Evan Peters, yes, yeah, that's the one I watched, and yeah, it was pretty good. I yeah, it's, there's been a couple of documentaries out about that. I haven't watched them, but um, yeah, there's been a couple of other documentaries about him that have surfaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I watched uh, some other things. I don't know. We can talk about it later or now. I don't care. Uh, I watched uh, The Dark Glasses, Argento's latest film on Shudder. Oh, how was that? I watched it this morning. I finished it like an hour before we recorded this. Um, It was better than his other more recent films. So, like, it's not great. It was fine. Uh, it had some decent gore effects. The music was an imitation of Goblin. <laughs> you could tell that's like he what he really wanted was like a classic Goblin soundtrack, but it was okay music. Um, the the child actor in it was actually really good. I was shocked. Like the kid oh. did a great job. Um, it's all in Italian. So that's good. And the lead actress isn't that great. She's got to play a blind girl, a blind lady. Um, but, you know, she does a serviceable job. It's it's uh, nothing to complain about. So it was all just kind of mediocre. I mean, the big problem was the whole plot of the movie is like, it seems like something that would work in the 80s, 
but doesn't make sense in the modern day because like basically this woman is a prostitute and there's this like serial killer going around killing prostitutes and um he's chasing her and she gets into a car chase and is like driving down the road and crashes into like uh, a minivan and kills this family uh leaving leaving the kid alive and she gets blinded in the accident and then the other the bad guy gets away so she learns to deal with her blindness and then she visits the orphanage where this kid is and like feels bad so she gives him a PSP that's disguised as a Nintendo Switch it's painted the colors of a Nintendo Switch but it's actually oh, a PSP no. <laughs> even Argento could get a Switch come on Argento get with it it's like the you know it's got that pink the um not pink but it's like that red and the green color that like the the, the two joy cons are oh but yeah, yeah but he, but when he shows the behind of it you're like oh it's a psp like the disc-based psp you bastard um i don't know why i got so focused on that but i did but uh but yeah and then um like the kid like runs away from the orphanage and just lives with this prostitute and nice. you're, for him. you're like okay why would the authorities allow this to happen in 2022? Like, that doesn't make sense. Did he become a pimp? Um, he tried. I think he was onto what she was doing. And her blindness had affected her work, because now she started taking ugly clients. That reminds me of a joke I heard many, many years ago. Oh, boy. Here we go. You want to hear it? Yes, Shane. We want to hear it. Okay. Well, there's a prostitute who swears that... Um, she gives the best head ever. So basically, she also claims that she can sing at the same time. So basically, this guy goes up to her and says, all right, then let's see what he can do. She starts singing a song to him. doesn't matter what song it is, just a generic song. And she starts singing it pitch perfect. And while she's giving him head, and he's like, wow, this is amazing. How is she doing it? So he finishes and, like, leaves, you know, pays her and leaves. And then he goes back again a few days later and she sings him a song uh, she's doing the deed and then basically he's like wow i'm really amazed at how you do this can i see how you do it and she's like no so he pays her and he goes off and then he comes back again a few days later and curiosity gets the better of him and but he's basically as she's doing the deed and she's singing the song he basically decides to switch on the light and as he switches on the light to his horror he discovers that she's singing a fa his favorite song, Glass Eye in a Glass, while she's he's basically skull fucking her. Oh God. Jesus <laughs> Shane, that's your joke. <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> I got a wow. joke. Oh, I, I can't wait to hear this. Two pies are sitting in an oven. One pie says, hey, it's pretty hot in here. The other pie says, holy shit, a talking pie. Get out of my podcast. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great audience. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Where's the tomatoes? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Dark Glasses was okay. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna I'm gonna rec I'm gonna recommend it only if you're an Argento fan. Um, it's got good visual style and uh, 
the ending is I did laugh pretty pretty loud when the ending happened, like inappropriately funny. Um, I shouldn't have been laughing, but I did. And uh, yeah, so it was okay. Uh, not the worst thing ever. It's certainly a uh, uh, hundred million times better than Argento's Dracula, which is like just ugh, the worst. So that's what I've been doing. Um, so what do we want to talk about here, guys? We've got our end of the year wrap ups we can do. Um, I know Shane, you had watched a Christmas movie since this is also our Christmas special. Ah, yes, yes. Um, I also watched a Christmas movie. Oh, Mike, you watched one as well. I did. Uh, should we do a quick Christmas movie rundown? We'll do a couple of those and then save our uh, best and worst of 22 for afterwards. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right, Shane, well, why don't you let me know what you watched recently, this Christmas <laughs> film? Well, um, on December 2nd, I, me and my buddy Ian, we went and saw Violent Night. Um, it's a, it's a traditional Christmas movie with a twist. David Harbour plays Santa Claus, who he's basically, he's pissed off with the world. He's pissed off with how kids have become so selfish and are demanding. And he brands them all as a little shit. Um, and he, like, he's drunk, you know, he's, he's, pretty much borderline alcoholic because he's had enough. He's he's pissed off with Christmas. He's done. Um, and essentially he's giving everybody these gifts and he's just like, he's sat in a pub in England. You know, he's like having a break kind of thing, pissing it up with the locals. And this other, this other Santa Claus guy comes in and says, put all, put all his drinks on my tab and all the rest of it. And, Santa's like, yay, thanks very much, you know, kind of thing. And then he says, I've got to go. I've got to go do some shit. And um, essentially makes his way up to the roof of the building that he's in. And, yeah, I know. Um, sorry, Ziggy. Uh, you've heard it all before, haven't I? But I'm talking about it, so shut up. Um, yeah, so basically he makes his way up to the building and the bar lady, she's like, hang on a minute, you're not supposed to go up there. And then she notices the um, the sleigh tracks on the roof of the building. And she's like, oh, my God. And then she looks up and sees him flying off on the on the uh, reindeer. And she's like, oh, my God, you really are. And then it cuts to Santa Claus puking up over the side of the sleigh. And the old lady looks up and she gets it, all his puke, full in the face. Oh, and it is quite possibly one of the funniest scenes I've seen in a movie. Because it for me, it just set the tone for the whole movie. And it was great. Um, and it says, it's essentially, Santa, you get a montage of like Santa going into houses and um, like throwing up and eating cookies and like chucking gifts at people and like giving one bloke a massive fucking lump of coal because... He's a bad dad and all this kind of shit. Um, and then it goes to like the main protagonists of the movie, which is this family who are they're the Richies, you know, the classics, uh, multi-millionaires and all the rest of it. Uh, the mother is played by Beverly D'Angelo. Oh. Yeah, from the National Lampoon's movies. 
and um, she's actually really cool in it, to be quite honest with you. Um, and essentially, she's hoarding millions in her vault. And there's this the group of staff that she has in the house. Turns out that they are actually about to try and steal the money from her vault. Because um, there is a point in the film when it all goes tits up and John Leguizamo turns up and he goes, with, oh, shut up, you. Yeah, it's quiet. Um, yeah, so he turns up and basically he calls himself the Grinch. And he explains pretty much why he despises Christmas so much and... He's his his plan is to ruin Christmas for absolutely everybody. What? Yeah, later. He's heard all this already. He's bored. I know. I know, right? But um, yeah, yeah. Things on the table. Shut up. Um. Yeah. So uh, essentially, home turns into like uh, a siege hostage situation and the little girl don't shout at you and the little girl in the movie basically gets a walkie-talkie given to christmas and her dad says oh yeah you can talk to santa with this so she starts talking to santa and he hears her and then she explains what's going on he's like right okay i'll i'll come in and like rescue you sort of thing and then much hilarity ensues when Santa essentially gets the shit kicked out of him by all these fucking armed guards. And then basically this little girl just says, you can do whatever you want. You're a good guy, really, Santa. You can, <laughs> you can, you can, you can shove their something up their anuses. And he's like, that's pushing it a bit, you know, so like as if he has morals. And then you also get the backstory of Santa Claus, of how he became Santa, which was quite interesting, actually. Um, but I'm ne- I will never look at a candy cane or a star from the top of a tree in the same way again, because he uses a candy cane as a shiv to stab a motherfucker up, which is quite impressive, actually. And then basically he gets into a scrap with a guy and he ends up using the star off the top of a tree stabs him in the eye with it and the guy kind of like hits the deck and as well as the guy is getting up santa turns on the light switch because the tree is still plugged in and cue hilarious sizzling gory flamey death um which i thought was quite impressive because i even sat there even my buddy looked at me and he went yeah that'd sting a bit you know um and then it's essentially it's like that john Leguizamo, he's intent on trying to get these millions from beverly d'angelo um and it all goes a bit tits up you know but on the comedy scale of it santa claus kicks some serious fucking ass and beverly d'angelo is brilliant in it I mean, obviously, she looks like she's had a bit of work done over the years, but she's actually pretty fucking funny in it as well, especially when she talks about um, her kids because one's, like, really intelligent and married with the daughter, and it's his daughter that's 
talking to Santa and all the rest of it, and then her 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 daughter um, or his sister is a bit fucking ditzy. She's a pisshead, you know. She's a bit of an alky, and um, her kid's like, shut up. Her kid is like this fucking social media guru, you know, and all this kind of shit. Um, and he's a pain in the ass, and it's actually quite funny in in a sense. But overall, I would say that Violent Night is probably one of the best Christmas movies I've seen uh, since watching Krampus. Now, wow, high praise. Yeah, see, Krampus for me, I thought was really cool because it was obviously it was very dark. It was quite sinister. This one is it's dark and sinister. But it's also fucking gory, and it's really violent. It's brutal, and it's awesome. And I walked out of the movie, and I was just like, I really fucking enjoyed that. Um, and there's, I'm not a fan of Christmas movies as a rule, but I really enjoyed Violent Night, and I would definitely, I'd give it an eight out of ten. Um, oh. oh. The only reason it didn't get a 10 out of 10 was because some of the characters in the movie I fucking hated. Um, and, you know, it was just the on-screen presence. They just didn't have it there. They kind of took away from it. But um, overall, the movie was great. I loved it. Nice. All right, that sounds uh, pretty promising. Uh, I'm a little disappointed I didn't catch it this Christmas season. So I'll have to save yeah. a, a Blu-ray watch for next year. Well, I'm going to... I'm buying this. <laughs> it comes out on Blu-ray anyway. Yeah, all right, Ziggy, are you done? He's always got a fucking answer back. Little shit. All right. It's about yeah. attention, Shane. It's not about that. It's not like he's had enough. He's not like he hasn't had any fucking attention. So how about you, Mike? Do you want to get into detail on your Christmas film you watched? I guess. I guess. There's not there's not really much to uh talk about. Um so I I, I don't know if you were recording or not, but I so I I ended up subscribing to the Terror Vision subscription and I met this guy at the 14-hour horror movie festival. I think he was the owner of Terror Vision. And he had a little booth there. And he was like, hey, we're doing a subscription service and everything. I'm like, yeah. Because they already have one for vinyl, but now they're going to have one for movies. They used to be part of, like, um, I forget what you call it, but, like, Vinegar Syndrome would, like, promote them and stuff. Yeah. The, and, um, I can't remember the name of their secondary. Uh, oh, like, Vinegar Syndrome made the Blu-rays, and, like, this was the company that owned the whatever. Yeah, so now they're distributing their own movies, and um, they did movies before. I think they only did a few, like six maybe, but now they're doing a subscription service, and the first uh, movie in the subscription service was Santa Claus from 96, I want to say. Can you believe this is from 96? (laughs) No, because it looks and feels like... A really shitty 80s movie. I didn't know it was made so like late. So, it, it, like, I don't get it. I, I really don't get what this movie 
or why this exists. I just know that Bill Heinzman from Night of the Living Dead is in it, and um, like a producer from Night of the Living Dead directed it, I think. Yep. Joe Russo or John Russo. Yep. I have zero notes about this because I refuse to even like l- glance at it again. Um, so the whole movie is based around um, this guy named Wayne. And he had a he killed his mom and uncle in the beginning of the movie because he caught them having sex. And I guess his dad died and he was upset that the mom moved on and started banging the fat uncle. And um so he gets he shoots them and I forget if he was like in a mental hospital or something, but it just flashes forward to him as an adult and he's living next door to uh, this, I, I, I'm going to put this in quotes. Like she's not a porn star, but they're, they're called scream Queens in the movie. Right. And her name is Raven and he's in love with Raven. And he even gets like a, like a, a statue of Raven and he's like talking to it and he's kind of lost his mind, obviously. But these like porn stars that are called scream Queens, they're they're super popular. Like she's she's telling her children that she's got fans all over the world, and she goes to horror conventions, which makes zero sense because the things that she does in the movie have nothing to do with horror at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they do is they like dance in front of a camera, um, and just like show their boobs and their landing strips, and yeah, exactly, Zeggy, and. Like that's that's all they do is they like dance erotically, and it's not like a like a, I guess it's like a strip, but that's like the whole movie that they do, and <laughs> and Wayne is obsessed with Raven so much, and he just wants to like be with her, and he loves her, and Bill Heinzman is like this this director person where he's just recording them, and he's like, oh yeah, make love to the camera, make love to the camera. And uh, a lot of these scream queens are getting killed off by Wayne. And he's like picturing them as Raven because he talks to them. He's like, I'm not going to hurt you and, and stuff like that. And you would think like a movie like this would have a lot of gore, but there's none. There's no gore. There's only some boobs and the, uh, the fupas of the, of the ladies. And that's pro- that's pretty much it and it just it the Wayne starts killing him but there's barely any gore in it there's a lot of boobies but there's not much of a story and it's very very bad it's the acting is horrible there's so many filming mistakes like we're Val and me were watching it last night and she's like who's that and there's like you could see like this guy holding the boom mic like in the it's like clearly in the shot like they gave zero shits about this. I don't know why it was made. Um, the the ladies look great. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Um, Wayne is overacting. They he drugs some children in it. Oh, give, that was that was the worst part. Oh my god! By giving them sleeping pills, and the the children are like looking at the camera while they're supposed to be asleep. Um, yeah, it's just it was it was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, I, I, I gave it a, I think, I think I gave it one star on letterbox yeah. and I gave it a one on IMDb. I don't do that often. 
but this was this was horrible. I Val said earlier I, I fell asleep for like ten minutes and she yelled at me. She's like, I'm not watching this piece of shit by myself, so you need to fucking wake up. Ah. It, it was <laughs> really, really bad. And there's yeah. no like there's not any like good parts in it at all, besides like the boobs. There's no gore, there's no good gore, there's there's nothing. It's it's really shitty. But I'm glad I watched it because it's so bad that now I could mark that off and never watch it again. So don't watch this nobody, movie. Nobody else has to watch it. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually I, I reviewed this like eight years ago on upcominghorrormovies.com. Oh, did you? I did. I was, you, you could if you go up there on upcominghorrormovies.com and you look for the Santa Claus review, that's mine. It, I gave it a solid two out of ten. Oh wow. And I'm just going to read this one quote that I have on here, because I'm pretty proud of this one. Uh, Santa Claus is the story of a creepy director tricking girls into taking their clothes off by telling them they will be starring in a horror movie. Oh, wait, no, that's the story of John Russo making this movie. Oh, God. That's so true. uh, This is a vile film. And here's the worst part. Like, you can attest to this, Mike. The cover of the movie is like a, a skeleton wearing a Santa Claus outfit. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. I kind of want to see that. And what does the character wear in this film? Like a black ski mask and fucking nothing else. Yeah, and he's got a little, um, like, a, a gardening tool. Yeah, the three-pronged gardening thing. Yeah, that's like made of plastic. Oh, I, I hated this movie. I hated it so much. I was so disappointed when I saw this was going to be the first um, one of Terror Vision's releases. And I'm like, really, guys? Oh, god damn it. I like the new cover, though. The new cover is better than the old one. Yeah, you're right. It, it looks great. Best part of the movie is the cover. <laughs> so I, I didn't watch their release, though. I, I won't say anything negative about it. But uh, the fact that it contains this movie is a negative. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing next. I don't know if they announced anything yet. I'll tell you what. Just let me be surprised. I wanted to just show up and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> okay. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so I also watched a Christmas movie, guys. I watched Christmas Bloody Christmas, uh, which is available on Shudder. Uh was written and directed by Joe Begos. Begos? Begos? I don't know. Uh, he directed Almost Human, uh, Bliss, and VFW. It stars Riley Dandy and Sa- Sam Delick and Jeff Daniel Phillips as probably the most famous person in it. He plays the sheriff. Um, so this movie, the basic plot is that a uh, some record store employees uh, go out drinking on Christmas Eve. Uh, they get wasted and they go back to their house to party or do whatever. And meanwhile, a robot that was designed for the military, but re redone up to play Santa Claus at like department stores, uh, goes on the fritz and starts going on a killing spree, murdering everyone as it's whatever it's firmware is reset or something. I don't know. It's basically just like a guy dressed up as Santa Claus, murdering people in a robotic fashion. Um, and you know, the, it gets to their house and attacks them and they've got to escape. And the, um, the woman, um, 
I didn't write her name, Riley, whatever, whoever the character she's playing, um, is the only one that knows what's going on, and is like, we gotta kill this Santa bot, blah, 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 and, uh, the police don't believe her at first, and then the police get killed, and there's, like, a whole Terminator scene where the fucking, the robot drives into the, into the, um, police station and starts killing cops, um, and, uh, I'm not gonna spoil the movie, but basically it turns into Terminator, but it's a Santa robot, and, I would say, if not for the first half hour, this would be a very enjoyable movie. Um, unfortunately, the first half hour is maybe the most inane and annoying dialogue you've ever heard. And I almost I almost just want to make you watch this, Mike, because I know it would drive you fucking nuts. The best way I can describe what the dialogue is like in this is if you took the worst parts of Rob Zombie and Quentin Tarantino and jammed them together, where oh, it's God. just it's just characters saying the word fuck and talking about um, inane music, like trivia, like, oh, this band's second album really sucked. Oh, yeah, well, when Pearl Jam came out with this, they were fucking garbage. And, like, just for, and like, a half an hour straight. And you're like, I can't... Stop saying the word fuck. Stop talking about music like, oh my god, I hate what's happening to me right now. Um, but once the movie actually gets moving, it improves quite a bit. There's like some great visuals. The kills are awesome. The Santa bot is great, especially later in the movie when it starts getting like um, its skin knocked off and stuff. So it's not just a guy in a Santa suit. They like have like an actual robot or like an animatronic type thing. It looks great. There's decent gore. There's good special effects. Like, it's fun to watch after you get past that first hump. But, man, was it? It's a rough start there. You're like, oh, come on. Just get this fucking movie going. I will say the uh, IMDb has a great piece of trivia. The film has 487 uses of profanity, which averages to 5.6 per minute. And what's impressive about that is you have to understand that there's sections of the film where like the main characters are like hiding from the Santa bot and they like, they're trying to be quiet. So there's no dialogue. You know what I mean? So yeah. chunks of this chunks of this movie have literally no dialogue and it's, you know, it's tense and they're, they're running around. But, um, that tells you how much the word fuck is used in the, in the movie. If it averages 5.6 per minute in the film, when they're actually speaking, it's more like 15 a minute. So, and that's um, not like a good thing. It's not like South Park. You know what I mean? That's like known for like cursing and shit. Yeah. But like, so I just, I don't know, that annoys the piss out of me when movies like that have so many swears in it. And I have a, I have a trucker mouth. And oh, absolutely. But like, I, when I'm watching a movie, I want like good written dialogue or well written problem. Dialogue. When you notice it, then it's a problem. Yeah. You know, like I swear when I speak. It just happens. Um, so when you're watching a movie and you're like, why are these people swearing so much? <laughs> like something's wrong. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't love it. Um, it wasn't great, but I did like some parts of it. I liked the visuals. I liked the robot. I liked the whole second half of the movie was really good. But uh, getting up there was tough. So... Yeah, okay. Christmas, bloody, bloody Christmas. I don't know. I, I can't say that I recommend it, but I will say that if you're looking for something to be on in the background, 
skip the first half hour and just let it sit there. But, um, but yeah, you know what I forgot, fellas? We actually have some news to go over. Oh, shit. And, uh, we do. I forgot about this because I didn't fucking have my notes written down. (laughs) So we've got two trailers that we watched. Um, the first was a trailer for Evil Dead Rise. So I felt like we should probably talk about that. Uh, Shane, you watched this? Yeah, we watched it. What'd you think of the trailer? Meh. Meh, really? Yeah. I'm not holding that much hope for it. It, The trailer didn't really, I wasn't really enamored by it. Um, It's good that it's out of the cabin and out of the wood, but it's like, my question is how the fuck did that book end up in the basement of a block of flats? And, you know, it's the... uh, just the whole premise behind, like, a mother is possessed and her daughters are trying to find what's going on with her and all that kind of shit. It just doesn't seem right. It don't. It don't sit well with me. I might. I might be quick to judge just by the trailer, and I hate to be that guy, but I'm not looking forward to it. Wow. How about you, Mike? I agree. It's it looks terrible, and oh, it it looks oh Jesus! I, it looks like every I don't know. It doesn't feel like an Evil Dead movie. I don't know why they named it Evil exactly. Dead. Exactly, it doesn't. It just has. So I, I mean, I don't want to judge it too soon because it's just one trailer. But like, so the only person possessed is a fucking is the mom, and like she's just running around, and it's it's filled with really corny dialogue which i know evil dead 2 has especially army of darkness but it's just it doesn't have that comedic effect so it just comes across as like way too corny um i'll tell you what it feels like to me it feels like a rehash of demons 2 yeah i was thinking that too shane i thought the same thing yeah it just doesn't uh i don't know and plus there's children in it i don't want to see children in a fucking horror movie See, for me, I've got a feeling it's going to go the Demons 2 territory with the fucking screaming child I fucking hate. The only thing I I hated about Demons 2 was the screaming fucking whiny child. Well, the one one kid doesn't bug me because I think she was in... um, um, What was that Netflix show? Uh, God damn it. Oh, I made your... No, <laughs> no. Uh, the one that you met him and you guys talked about critters too. Oh, Flanagan, Robert Flanagan. <laughs> yeah. What was what was Mike Flanagan's uh, show with the house? Uh, oh, the uh, House of oh. Haunted Hill, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, yeah, the Haunting of Hill House. I think the youngest one. Uh, I think she was in that. Oh uh, yeah. I, so I, I mean, I know she she does a good job because she did a great job in that show. But like the like teenagers, like I could do without. And okay, and it does not help when the opening for the trailer goes, "What's wrong, sis? Like, why do they keep putting that shit in movies?" I thought I like, was watching you... uh, the intro to a Pornhub. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> sis, are you okay? Bro. Step, bro. What's like, I hate when they do that in movies. Like, it fucking it completely takes me out of the movie. Like, they know they're sisters. Why do you got to say it? Yeah, I don't go you up to my brother that. and you... like. Hey, bro. You would, say, 
you would say like Jen, are you okay or whatever, yeah, like exactly. whatever her name is. And that's a super like nitpicky thing, but I don't know. The, I mean, the the visuals look pretty cool. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of practical effects, but also the CGI in the trailer was was okay. But I don't know. Like it just looked a little cringy at times, and it does not feel like Evil Dead movie at all. It doesn't yeah, feel I, like an Evil Dead movie at all. I I just I don't know if I want to watch it in the theaters or if I want to wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. I'm really nonplussed about it. It's just, I thought, oh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise, nice one. That'll be out April 23rd. Excellent, you know, just a plug. Um, it's out on April 23rd. It looks okay, you know, or it, you know, it could look okay, but it's just, nah. I'm not sure what I'm. I'll I'll, I'll reserve my judgment for when I watch the movie. Because let's face it, we've been burned by horror movies too many times over the over the last few years. You know, things that could be really fucking good. You know, trailers look really good and they've been really shit. And I just have this feeling it's going to be one of those. So I, I also was not blown away by this trailer. But what really made me like think about it is I was remembering the first trailer I saw for the Evil Dead remake. And if you, like in that trailer, they show the one scene where the girl's licking the razor blade and her tongue splits yeah. in half, and you're like, oh. oh my god! Like, there's nothing even close to that in this trailer that could possibly awesome. grab my attention. The visuals, I, as much as I don't like the 2013 version, like, the visuals in that movie are great. Like, and agreed, like, she's eating glass in the new trailer, but it does not have that same impact as that nice no. scene no, at all. No, 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 Not even close. And I don't know. I'm hoping that this is a a diversionary tactic. Like the movie won't be entirely focused on these few people, and that this is more of like a the first half hour of the movie is this, and then like some other weird ass shit happens. That's what I'm really hoping for, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm hoping it's more than just the mom that's possessed. Yes, exactly. I want the whole building to go fucking crazy. There are other people in the movie and, you know, or in the trailer that you see. So it does make me wonder. I have to say, though, I think uh, the tattoo gun scene with the eye, I thought that was that was that could be promising. But, um, you know, when the mother is about to pierce the eyeball. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, only no. if they actually pull a Fulci and just fucking jam that cocksucker in there. Yeah. Like, all the way in. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I've got a feeling it's going gonna, it's gonna to go with Demons 2 route. I really do. I, you know, possessed people in the building and, you know, fucking... I just got a feeling it's going to... I just... I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Well, let's get to our other trailer we watched, boys. Uh, the trailer for Renfield. Uh, now, what'd you think of this one, Mike? I thought it was really fun. Um, I don't really like the fact that Renfield gets, like, superpowers and starts, you know, doing karate and, like, shit like that. But <laughs> I, I felt like <laughs> the beginning part of the trailer was a lot of fun. And I feel like Nick, Nick Cage being Dracula looks like it's going to be great. 
So I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. I think it's going to be really fun. I do not like Aquafina at all. I think she's very overrated. So I'm not really excited to see her in a movie. But uh, everyone else, yeah, it looks, it looks like a lot of fun. What do you think, yeah. Shane? I actually agree. I think it's interesting to see a new take on Renfield, um, like with the superpowers and everything. That uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be more action-based because the film itself is based on Renfield himself, and Nick Cave is just a he's just a bit part in this one. But Nick Cave, look, Nick Cage looks quite funny as Dracula, and. I don't know, the trailer, it looks really entertaining. And I'm I'm kind of excited for this one. I want to see this. And see, I want to see this in the theatres and see how it pans out. Because it does look quite funny as well. And can yeah, we like, talk about how good like these recent Nick Cage movies have been? Well, some of them. Uh, I think there was a couple stinkers in there. I wasn't like, I wasn't big on Willy's Wonderland myself, even though I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. Yeah, I liked Nick Cage in it, but everyone, everyone else annoyed the side of me. That. But I'm talking about like Mandy, and you guys said Pig was good. Yeah, and Pig was amazing. Color Out of Space, and oh. it's just, he's doing these weird ass fucking movies that I don't know. I just I've never really liked so many Nick Cage movies in a row before. <laughs> I've actually heard really good things about the unbearable weight of massive talent too. Yeah, I still got to watch that. Yeah. Is that the yeah. film where he plays himself? Yes. Yeah. Trying to get a role in a Quentin Tarantino movie or something? It sounds right. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because I, I, I remember hearing about that a while ago, and I thought that I remember saying, mentioning, it, mentioning it to you guys. Christ, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was also in Prisoners of the Ghost Land, which I did not like. Yeah, I heard that sucked. Good visuals, but other than that, uh, yeah, yeah, the visuals in Renfield look pretty good too, though. They mm. do. I like the I like the colors. I think this is like um a, a resurgence in actually like having interesting artistic takes on movies, you know, with using colors and weird visuals and shit. I feel like for a long time, <laughs> everything just looked like wrong turn i don't know i don't know a, a better way to describe it other than just gritty? like yeah like sort of gritty and brown and bland like i like yeah. that you get some fucking colors in there you know you know see I, I, what i loved about the scene was when renfield is sitting in the aa meeting or the whatever meeting the anonymous meeting group at the start i just thought that just the whole concept of that was just really really funny to me yeah, so when I heard this movie was coming out, I assumed it was going to be just a Dracula retelling, but from, yeah. like, Renfield's perspective, and I was like, oh, I don't know, it's going to be weird, but now it's, like, seeing that it's modern day, and yeah. it's not it's not at all what I expected. I uh, didn't expect it to be goofy and weird. I thought it was going to be, like, a dramatic period piece, <laughs> but now that I see I mean, it's going full Nicolas Cage, I'm like, all right, I'm in. I mean, it's about time we had another comedic take on Dracula, other than Dracula Dead and Loving It. I can't even remember the last comedic movie we watched, I watched, apart from Dracula 3000, which was just fucking dreadful. Oh, you watched that? Yes. 
How yeah? How great was Coolio in it though? Can I just emphasize on how fucking dreadful that film was? <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a whole episode on that one, Shane. Fuck you! I ain't doing. I ain't talking shit about that movie. That's fucking. Oh man, that was wrong on a lot of levels. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. All right. Well, that's all we got for news, boys, because uh, I didn't really look anything else up. So let's talk about 2022 in itself, because um, along with Christmas and uh, not recording any other episodes, we might as well close out the year so we could get right into 2023 um, and sort of just uh, move past the year of shit. Um, I don't know. How do we want to do this? Uh, I, I, we had a poll on, uh, the upcoming horror movies, Facebook page, uh, for the, the, everyone's favorite movie of 2022. I could sort of go through the list here and, uh, just show what people voted on yeah, as go their on. favorites. So, um, with 0% of the votes, uh, last place on this list goes to Scream. Which I think is, what, Scream 5? Yeah. So I guess nobody was a big fan of that. I didn't see it. I think you watched it, right, Shane? Yeah, I like that movie. I liked it. So that was the 10th place. In ninth place, we actually had a four-way tie for people's favorites. Uh, um, so it was uh, Men, Hear No Evil... Orphan First Kill, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all of them with 1% of the vote. <laughs> wow. I, I know, I was shocked. I was like, I, I, I know that Texas Chainsaw had like a lot of people that absolutely fucking hated the movie, and I fucking loved it. I thought it was so stupid and fun. Yeah, and I, I loved it for the same reasons. I know, it was so dumb. I, like, whenever I think, like people are like, oh, I hated that movie. I just think of the scene... Where the girl's crawling under the pipe and Leatherface saws through the shit pipe and she just gets annihilated with diarrhea. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's amazing See, whenever, that that's in a movie. Whenever I, think of that, whenever I think of that film, I just think of the film on the bus. Oh, if you do anything, dude, you're going to get cancelled. <laughs> I don't know why people hate that movie. I gotta be honest. Uh, and I hadn't seen any of those other ones listed or the, oh, the orphan that. orphan movie or whatever. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, the next grouping with 2% of the vote, uh, was dead stream and soft and quiet, uh, dead stream. I think that was the one on shutter, which was like a, um, not, not found footage, but, um, the guy's like a kind of found footage. Yeah, it's like a Twitch streamer, right? Isn't that what he's doing? Yeah. yeah. And like a haunted house. So that would sounded interesting, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, yeah I watched it. I thought it was good. I thought the, the lead character was a little annoying, but... Yeah. And does anyone know what soft and quiet is? I literally don't know that. Uh, nope. No well, a few people liked it. Um, the, uh, next up, we had a tie... Uh, the Black Phone and Hellraiser 2022, each getting 4% of the vote. See, I, like I didn't see Black Phone, but I really liked Hellraiser. Yeah, I agree. I liked Hellraiser as well. Um, yeah, I liked both of those. Yep. Yeah. So those are pretty good picks. Uh, next tie, we had Pearl and Nope with 6% of the vote. 
Not seen either. Didn't see either. No, neither have I. Which is oh, a shame. We've got I mean, some catching up to do. I know, I know. Yeah, like, maybe I'll. List, I'm like, I'll watch a few tonight. I'm not. <laughs> I gotta eat tacos tonight and and try to find like a weird Mexican movie to watch. I was thinking Machete. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so the next next up with seven percent of the vote is Prey, the uh, Predator movie, and I thought this was this was excellent. Definitely in awesome. the running with one of the best movies that I watched this year. Agreed. So Prey is great. Next up at 11%, X. Uh, I did watch this one, and I really liked it. Um, probably Ty West's maybe best movie. Yeah, I um, agree. Not watched it. Not seen it. Wait, it's X good. came it's out this year? Yeah, it, X was early 2022, and Pearl came out in, like, September. Wow, I didn't even... I I didn't log that on my letterbox. I was looking at oh my, my uh, letterbox movies, and I didn't... Uh, no shit. Okay. Yep. And now third place, according to the votes, uh, was Terrifier 2. And I did watch this, and I probably want to talk about it in a little bit. Um, but yeah, it is pretty fucking good. So uh, be it. people voting for it up there, I, I, I'm not shocked. I expected it. Um, next up in second place with 15% of the vote is Smile. And Shane, I think you watched this, right? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I I liked it. I liked Smile. It was um, <clears throat> it's uh, obviously it's a trope that's been done before, but this one had a clever little twist to it, which I quite liked. So yeah, 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 I can see awesome. why they liked it. Yep, and first place on this voting with. A runaway win, 26% of the vote, was Barbarian. And I know we talked about that on the last episode. And I think we all agreed that it was quite enjoyable. Well, yeah. you, two, you two enjoyed it. I haven't seen it. Oh, you didn't watch it. Oh, I forgot about that. So, uh, all right. Well, let's get to what we actually think are the best and worst movies. <laughs> Of the year. Uh, so let's see here. Let's start off with the... Where did I move this? Let's start off with the worst. How about that? Okay. What What is the worst movie of 2022 that you watched? Uh, for me, it was Uma. It was Uma. Uma and some movie on... I think it was Shudder I watched called Who Invited Them. I gave them both yep. a similar rating. Yeah, mine was without a doubt, hands down, the worst one I've watched that came out this year, Amityville Karen. Just, <laughs> oh, I still didn't watch that one. Oh my god. It's just the worst. Do you know, it's, Nothing. It's, it's really bizarre because when I mean, you're talking about worst movies, I have a tendency, if it's if it's a really shit movie, I have a tendency to just blank it out of my mind and not yeah. think about it again. So I can't really give you a list of, like, worst movies. That well, I've that's seen. why the, the rating apps are really good, Shane. IMDb or Shutter, or not Shutter, uh, Letterboxd. And you can actually just, as soon as you watch it, you give it a rating, and then six months later you can say, okay, give me the worst one I rated this year. And it's like, yeah. here it is. <laughs> See, I don't do stuff like that. I'm, I'm just, 
you know, it's like because it, it, obviously for me, it's just like a personal opinion, isn't it? You know, you watch a movie, you like it, you hate it. You know, regardless of what it is. But sure, but I, I think um, it's easy to keep track of this stuff. It, it helps. Yeah, I me. guess. It, yeah, I guess it is. But I'm just, I'm just really shit at doing stuff like that. Um, I can't really think of a worse movie apart from Dracula 3000. That was just dreadful. Okay, well, that I was going to say that would fall into a different category, Shane. Uh, the worst movie you watched this year that wasn't made in 2022. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, so that would be Dracula 3000. Um, I agree. That's a that's an excellent movie to add to that category. <laughs> it's not, it's not an excellent movie. It isn't an excellent <laughs> movie. It's an excellent movie to add to that category, but it's not an excellent movie. That's right. Uh, for mine, I would say this is a... Uh, I, I don't even know why I watched this. I think it was on Tubi. I watched Ape versus Monster, uh, <laughs> which is um, I don't know if it is the Asylum. I, I think it's like somebody ripping off the Asylum because it's so bad. I don't even think the Asylum would stoop this low. Um, that was a really really shit watch. Yeah, so that was absolutely uh, one of the worst things I've seen in a long time. Um, but yeah, let's now. Uh, so I've got. A, I don't know if you guys went through this or thought of the best non-horror movie that you watched this year. If we want to talk about any of those, um, let's see. Because I got oh, mine. I'll go first on here uh, in case you guys got to do some brain scratching. Um, mine was actually uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, which is a documentary. It's available on Shutter, I and mean, it's but it's it's technically about horror movies, but it's not a horror movie itself. And it is just a fantastic documentary on folk horror and the history of folk horror and like all around the world and its influences and like, you know, different movies that come out and interviews with all these people that are like experts on the subject. It is just it's such a great watch, even if you're not into horror movies, but you like documentaries. This is a great documentary. And um, yeah, it's on Shudder. I don't know if it's on anything else. Maybe it's on Amazon. I have no idea. Uh, it came in the box set of uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, which has almost every movie mentioned in that documentary is in this amazing box set. Uh, and, um, yeah, really, really good. I uh, definitely enjoyed that. I watched it really early in the year last year, too. So I was surprised that it sort of maintained, like, just one of the best ones I've watched, uh, at least according to what I have organized here. Okay. So, yeah, my uh, my like best movie would probably be uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, really? I wanted to watch that. It's fucking awesome. It's it's all like um, stop motion and it's very dark and it has an ending where I was looking at Val. I'm like, oh, I'm about to tear up. So that's cool. Um, wow. That and uh, All Quiet on the Western Front remake on Netflix. That mm-hmm. was really really good. So for non-horror, those two like were the top of my list. Yeah. No, I can't think of any non-horror movie that I've watched that I really enjoyed this year. Also, Batman. I was going to say Batman. Batman was going to be on my list. Actually, too. Yeah, yeah, Batman. Yeah, I think the Batman definitely easy. What one I watched that I was a little bit disappointed in was uh, Death on the Nile. Um, I think that came out this year. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, and I love those mystery movies. Like, I watched Glass Onion a couple weeks ago, and that was really good. But Death on the Nile was disappointing. Um, 
it just wasn't as good as the um, the previous film, the one on the train that uh, with Poirot. So that was a little up, uh, upsetting. I wanted to like that one a lot. Uh, what else came out this year? Oh, no, I guess Nightmare Alley was last year, but I watched it this year. So I guess that wouldn't count. But I did like that as well. So, yeah, let's get into our uh, 2022 um, let's see, what do I got in here? The best, I guess we can just go right to the best horror movie of 2022. Okay. So, I had a real tough time deciding this because I, I guess it's good that we were recording this like a couple weeks after I got my notes written down here because now that I'm looking back on it, I feel like my opinion has changed and I can like... Because I was trying to decide between two movies. I had them both rated the same on, like, my apps. But I to decide which one I liked better, one I watched really late in the year, and I was like, oh, you know, am I just, like, thinking of that one more because I liked it more? But now that a couple weeks have gone past, I'm like, okay, no, I definitely know which one that I want. Uh, I think my favorite 2022 horror movie was Terrifier 2. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. shocked. Yep. Definitely. Um, and, and it was between that and Barbarian. And what was kind of upsetting was that, like, I liked Barbarian, but it wasn't a, a movie that I was like, oh, this is so, so amazing. Like, it's not this, like, mind-blowing, you have to watch this movie. But I could say to a horror fan, like any horror fan, if you like horror and gore, you have to watch Terrifier 2. And that was kind of what my decision was. Like, if I was going to tell somebody, oh, I want to watch something really gory and awful, you have to watch Terrifier 2. <laughs> like, that's definitely the way to go. I really liked it. I actually watched both Terrifier movies. I watched part one before two. Um, and while part one was an entertaining gore fest, there was literally no plot. It didn't matter. That It was okay. Great kills, great gore, but the rest of it was just like, whatever. But 2 fixes all those problems. It's got a plot. It's got characters. It's got better filmmaking techniques. It's visually more interesting. There's better music. Like, the whole package is a fucking solid, solid movie. And you technically don't need to watch part 1 to watch 2. Yes, it, it, there's some a couple little scenes that play that call back to part 1. But 2 is just amazing. There's, the gore is just out of control. Um... That's on has, Shutter, right? Uh, I don't know if it's on Shutter. I had, I um, what did I watch it on? It might be coming to Shutter. I don't know if it's on there now. It's already okay. out on DVD and Blu-ray in the UK. Yes, that's that's how I had watched it. I got an early Blu-ray copy. Like it showed up, but like two weeks before it was supposed to. Um. So yeah, Terrifier Two is amazing. You guys haven't seen this at all. No, I didn't like Terrifier 1, so I Yes, I, I completely understand that. <laughs> that makes complete sense, and I get why. But 2 is excellent. Yeah, I'll watch it. So, but yeah, Terrifier 2. What do you think was the best of the year, Mike? Um, So, I also had a, a, a close tie, and mine was between Prey and Barbarian. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think Prey edges it out, because... The choreography is great. The, you know, Predator, the first Predator is one of my all-time favorite films and how it links to 
Uh, Predator 2 is, it gave me like goosebumps because I'm lame. And I, <laughs> I, I just, I, I really, really, really loved Prey, even though it's more action uh, than really horror. But it was, I, I loved it. I thought Prey was fantastic. Barbarian, I love Zach Greger. I love his work in White as Kids, you know. And yeah, I mean, but I thought the ending was a little too safe. Um, but I, I thought the first half of Barbarian was amazing. Um, so yeah, I would say Prey is probably my favorite. All right, yeah, Sam, what do you got? Well, it's funny. Funnily enough, it's like mine was a toss-up between three, which is weird because mine were Screen Five. I really liked it. I I just I liked that franchise anyway. So for me, it was kind of like I just thought it was really cool. Um, you know, like twentieth anniversary of the Screen movies and all that. All technically, well, it's the twenty-fifth anniversary. But um, I really liked how they brought it all back and how, you know, how they wrote the story and how they twisted it and all that kind of stuff. I really enjoyed that. Um, Prey, um, definitely. So I just thought it's probably the best Predator movie I've seen since the first one. If not, I thought it was slightly better. And uh, my third movie was actually Violent Night. Although technically, wow. although technically, it's a Christmas movie, but it's got gore and it's violent and it's funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a toss-up between those three, but I think for nostalgia reasons, it was Screen Five for me. You know, I I just enjoyed that a lot. Well, Shane, if you loved it so much, maybe you should have voted on it in the poll, and it wouldn't have gotten 0% of the votes. <laughs> no, that's cool, though. Uh, I haven't seen Scream 5. I know they've got the poster out for Scream 6. Yeah. And it's... The and, and it out already. Be... The what's out? The trailer's already out as well. Oh, I didn't see that. I must have missed it. It's set in New um, York. Are they, are they finally going to just kill everyone that was in the first movie? I just it's got to happen. Mm, well, Nev Campbell's not in number six. Um, David Arquette is definitely not going to be in number six, um, uh, which leaves Courtney Cox. Yep. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, but it's got the survivors from number five in it, so it. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Yeah, well, maybe I'll have to watch uh, five and sort of catch up. I know we watched all those last year, didn't we? I think we watched, we did a podcast on uh, on the whole series. Yeah, yeah, you guys so did. Yeah, I'm not revisiting that. I'm just not going to do that. I really like Jack Wade. He's in um, the Scream Five. Yeah, and he was on an episode of Red Letter Media. And uh, I think he's a really good actor. I just watched The Boys for the first time, all three seasons that were on Amazon Prime, and I was addicted to it. And so he good. was, so yeah, he, he was great in that. So who was I, he in um, that? Just I can't picture his face. Jack, he's like the main character. He's the one that loses uh, Robin. 
in the first oh, episode. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, what's his face? Um, why can't I remember his name? God damn it. Quaid, Randy. Yeah, Randy Quaid, that's him. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Dennis Quaid's kid. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So Randy Quaid is his uncle? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And he's like, he was on an episode of Red Letter Media, and he's like a, like a, he said he was president of the bad movie club in high school. So the dude's like, he knows his shit, and it's, it's really, it's really cool. I wish there was a bad movie club in my high school. That's seriously, dude. I would have ruled that with an iron fist. <laughs> Son of a bitch, opportunities lost. Hmm. Um, but for like my my like my list list, yeah. What for, do you got for best? So I would I'm gonna start off with the worst movies. I only have like twelve, but like yeah. my my last two are Uma and who invited them, and then it goes up from there. Um, Morbius is on there. <laughs> Morbius was my number three worst. <laughs> it was yeah, mine's that, that's my number three worst. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> um, and then the one above that is the monsters, which I'm gonna. Mm-hmm say is the worst is as a horror movie um then i have amityville in space which is at the top of my worst list but i also didn't how really mind dare it dare you sir how dare i know you? and I the the, <laughs> the the bottom of my best list would be texas chainsaw massacre um and then it goes moloch which came out i think it was on shutter i watched it but it was actually a really good like full horror movie um and then it goes day shift on Netflix, uh, Deadstream uh, on Shutter, Glorious, which was on Shutter, which oh, was I've been wanting to watch that. I heard that was yeah, funny. that dude trapped in a bathroom. It's it's really fucking good. I liked it. And then apparently X, um, Hellraiser, Barbarian, and then Prey. Yep, yep. I, I wish I watched more 2022 horror movies. Like I really wanted to check out Smile, Black Phone. I'm not really big on the screen series or else I would have watched five. So there is one stinker, fellas, that we haven't uh, mentioned um, on this, uh, and that would be Halloween Ends. Which last last year, Halloween Kills got the worst. I think it was a unanimous worst movie of the year. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't even watch that one. Well, Halloween Ends? Halloween Ends or Kills. Wait a you minute, don't... you didn't watch Halloween Kills? No. Get out of here. You know, I, didn't. I, I didn't like the first Halloween remake. Mike, I am ashamed of your behavior. <laughs> I'm not, I can understand why. <laughs> Actually, I heard Shane's review of it, and I just didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, this guy oh, loved the first Halloween remake so much. He so... loved it. He loved it, and then he's saying that the sequel's bad. I'm like, this has got to be a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot that you didn't watch that. I can't believe I just blocked that out. Yeah. Uh, I think Halloween Ends is more middle of the road, which I think a lot of – it got a lot of hate, but I think it got undeserved hate. I'm not saying that it's good in any way, shape, or form. It wasn't a good movie. But I am saying that it's not nearly as bad as Halloween Kills. <laughs> no, it's worse, Ryan. Oh, you think it's worse? Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on that, Shane. The character of Corey <laughs> had no fucking right to be in that movie. He shouldn't have been in that movie. The whole fucking character arc of Corey should not have been in there. It could have been <laughs> a completely different fucking movie altogether. You know, it could have been a standalone movie on its own. I but, will say the funniest scene in any movie that I watched this year, and that includes any comedy or anything else, the funniest scene in this movie was at the end of Halloween ends when they're dispatching Michael Myers and I was doubled over on the floor holding my gut laughing because it's so comedic. It's so fucking that stupid made and funny. Me fucking cringe. When I think about that, I, I, I don't think I've laughed harder um than what's happening in that movie. It was uh it was a- absolutely hilarious. I mean it's not supposed to be whatsoever, but yeah, I laughed my ass off. Oh, that movie made me cringe in so many fucking ways. But yeah, it's... yeah, the monsters was also bad. That's on my list here. Um, that was so fucking bad. God, that was so fucking shitty. My buddy, I watched it with my buddy Luke, and he has like a reputation for liking a lot of movies. Like he likes more movies than he doesn't not like, and we always kind of give him shit for that. But he even looked at me like halfway through the monsters, he goes, "How much longer is this?" <laughs> it was it's so fucking bad yeah yeah another big disappointment was vhs 99 yeah i was i just brought that up to val last night i loved 94 and i really yeah. wanted to see 99 but i heard so many people saying it wasn't good it, it's it's just it was it, like you said 94 was so good like viral it, it's not as bad as viral viral is just a gigantic piece of shit um, but 94 was like, oh, things are getting better. It's going to be good. Yeah. And then 99, it was, you're just like, oh, there, there's like, there was one, there was a single story that I was like, oh, I kind of like this one. And all the others were just like, I don't care. I hate these. I don't care. But <laughs> it's still better than 94, which I hated all of that. So I don't know. Trying to see what I'm just browsing through my list here, seeing if I've got anything else that uh, from this year that stands out that's worth a mention. Amityville in space, obviously the greatest movie of all time. TV shows I've seen. Oh yeah, TV shows. We should have done that. Actually, that's a that's a good mention, Shane. My favorite was Stranger Things season four. Worst that TV would be show. on my worst list. Yeah. <laughs> um, worst TV show, I will actually, it's a tie Stranger Things season four and Midnight Mass. Um, hang on, Wait, that was you like, didn't it, like it, Midnight it? Mass? Hang on, I'm confused. No, no, best TV shows. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, that came out in 2021. Was it? No, I yeah. Um, Maybe it was different for you guys, but over here it was 2021, I think. No, we got it at the same time. I think I just took longer to watch it because I wasn't going to get on the hype train with it. But, well, regardless, it's a fucking fantastic show. Well, yeah. it is. Yeah. That's another um, uh, Flanagan one. Yeah. yeah. See, he seems to be fucking hitting the mark with a lot of shit. And Dude, that guy's still talented. It's ridiculous. I'm looking forward what to it. What's his new movie that he announced? He's got a new one coming out. I think it already came out. No, no, no. He's got a new movie he just announced. Uh, what the? F- oh, oh, oh! I know what exactly what it was. 
Uh, he's he's going to be the showrunner, and he's going to direct... Um, I don't know if he's going to direct the whole thing, but he's going to be the guy in charge of the Dark Tower series on HBO. Oh, that's it. oh he's, he's, yeah. he's yeah. also doing The Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, oh, right. that's coming that. out. Yeah, yeah. I that's think he finished good. that already. The uh, the um, Dark Tower is being made now, I think. Didn't he yeah. just do a show, a new show, and it didn't do too well on Netflix? I think it was canceled. Yeah, Midnight Club. Yeah, that was it. That was a good show, actually. I enjoyed it. Oh, was that. it? Yeah, I quite liked it because it was an anthology thing and it was all about kids who were dying from cancer living in a um, halfway house or like a, um, uh, like, oh, fuck, what's that? What are those homes they call them? Where Orphanages? People, no, people go to die. Um, oh, a hospice? Yeah, hospice. So there's all these kids in this hospice, and it's run by Heather Langenkamp. Um, and she plays the head nurse in the show. And it's basically an anthology series with all these kids tell stories around a table drinking wine by firelight. And it's actually really, really good. Um, there's more to it than that as well, because there's like they elaborate on like certain kids, certain characters' um, histories as well. Um, but it's worth watching. It's well worth watching, actually. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Because um, that, again, was based on the works of R.L. Stein. Really? Mm, I think, I believe it was, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, the, um, uh, I like that Dahmer show, which I just talked about. That's kind of horror related. Yeah. Uh, what about um, Cabinet of Curiosities? I was going to say, way, that was probably that was my favorite series. Awesome. Yeah, I so, all um, the show, which I thought was really fun, well, it's not horror, but um, well, for horror, I would say like Love, Death, and Robots, the newest season. There's oh, a lot of horror man. elements in it. Which I didn't is, watch this season. Shit. It, it's really good. It, there, was a, there was a couple like horror, um, horror shorts that were really well done. Uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, um, a, a show that I found that was really, really fun. It's not horror, but um, it was a Murderville murder mystery on Netflix. So it stars like Will Arnett and everyone has a script in the in the show. Everyone's got a script of that episode besides the person they bring on that episode. They don't have a script and everything's improv for them. So they have to figure out like who a killer is when they have no script. So like the first episode is, has Conan O'Brien in it, and it's fucking oh hilarious. God. And so he like comes in, he he doesn't know a thing about what's going on, and Will Arnett gets a new partner, and it's Conan O'Brien, and they like just shove him in, and he has he's got to figure out who a killer is, and it's it's really fun. I, I think that came out in 2022, but the reason why I bring it up is they did a Christmas episode with uh, Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph, and it's hysterical. Mm, and these, this is on Netflix? Yeah, Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph don't have a script either, but they're hilarious. And it's fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah, shout-outs for one more thing that I watched. Actually, this is probably the best... Uh, maybe the best superhero thing I watched this year, and I watch a lot of superhero shit. Um, 
uh, Werewolf by Night on uh, Disney Plus. I heard that was good. It's a one hour, like just a one little story, one hour thing. I guess they're going to be doing these specials from time to time. I actually watched also the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Um, I want to watch that. But Werewolf by Night was so good. It's all black and white. And it's treated sort of like an old school horror movie. And I had an absolute blast watching it. It doesn't really have much to do with the rest of Marvel. So it's like sort of disconnected from the whole, you know, they're not collecting the Infinity Stones or doing anything that's useful. It's just a monster show. And uh, I really liked it. It was absolutely enjoyable. So I, I didn't really count it as a movie, but it's not like a TV show because it's just like a one-hour special. You know, it's like a short yeah. film, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I think that was my favorite Marvel thing out of all the, like, TV shows and movies and, you know, all the DC stuff. Like, this one-hour dumb black-and-white show is better than anything else. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. I think that about wraps up what I got on here. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to coming into this year? 2023. Uh, for movie-wise, I don't really have anything on the top of my head. Yeah, um, There's a lot of music that I, I'm looking forward to. I've got my top ten list of metal releases. Um, oh, well. we're going to have to hear that, Mike. Yeah, but like for movies, I don't really... I, I don't really know what's coming out. Um, maybe the new Ari Aster movie, but that stars um, fucks his name. Uh, I saw the poster for this. Um, He's Joker. He's Joker. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. So now, looking at the poster, I mean, I know nothing about this movie, but it appears that Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> is going to be playing like I don't know if they're different characters or they're just different ages of Joaquin Phoenix. Like yeah, I think like it's like a man. Benjamin Button scenario. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But is uh, is this going to be like horror related? Like, how's Ari Aster going to get fucking nuts here? I th- I thought it was supposed to be like three hours long, but maybe I'm mistaking it with another Ari Aster film that he's working on. But if that's the case, this is going to be a long ass movie. Mm. Yeah, I'm actually. It's not horror, but I was. I'm pretty intrigued by the. Um, uh, that movie Oppenheimer coming out soon. Oh, yeah. Jack Wade's in that, too. Oh, there you go. Um, just because it's Christopher Nolan and yeah. the cast is fucking amazing. And I love that, like, I don't know, it's sort of like a science story, but it's World War Two, And, you know, it's I think it's going to be good. I just so, hope um, that he fixes the audio issue. Tenet was so hard to hear in the theater. I didn't see that in a theater. It's like a lot of Nolan movies are just so hard to hear. Like the dialogue. He's put music over fucking everything. Uh, Horror-wise, I don't know. Evil Dead is coming out, I guess. Uh, There's probably other stuff I'm I'm forgetting that I probably should have written notes down. Yeah, I didn't didn't either. I'm blanking. Yeah, I'm blanking on horror. I think music-wise, I'm looking forward to the new Cure album. I'm looking forward to the new Depeche Mode album. That's about it. Oh, Cocaine Bear comes out. Oh, Cocaine Bear. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty and, excited for that. And also, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> That's already out in the UK, you know. Oh, no, is it? Yeah. 
Oh, it's on Amazon. Yeah. It's on Amazon for fifteen ninety nine. I'm not paying that. Nah, no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Scream six. What do we got on here? No, I'm just Knock going at through the cabin. Oh, the new M Night Shyamalan. Like Knock at the cabin. Yeah, I'm not watching that. I'll, I'll watch it. it. He's been he's been decent lately. Has he? Yeah, he did that uh that one movie uh with the old people. It came out a couple of years ago, like the grandparents. Mm. That had a good twist in the end. Good twist. Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple things that I think are interesting. Um, I'm, I'm mostly focused on wanting to watch really shitty movies. So, <laughs> I'm sure you Bear. won't be short of those. Cocaine Bear and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey are on the top of my list. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to Cocaine Bear. That's um, yeah. me and a few friends are organizing a night night eight for that one. Yeah. All right, sweet. Well, let's wrap this up, fellas. We've successfully well, accomplished my another medal? year. My, my oh, your medal? medal! Oh my God, Mike! How would I forget? I wouldn't have any new medals to listen to if I don't you know, have your list. You're not gonna like any of these. God damn it! At least I don't think so. All right, just um, make a list of music I would like then. So yeah. So my runner-ups um, are um, Bloodbath, The Survival of the Sickest was their album, uh, Spell, which I don't remember their album name, uh, Grima, Meshuggah, Undeath was really good, The New Decapitated was really well done, um, Hoth, H-A-T-H, the, their new album was awesome, and a black metal spacey uh, futuristic band called Vorga had a really great album this year. But my top 10 in no order, besides like maybe the first three or four. Um, my number 10 spot is Origin, Chaosmos. Origin's a really good technical death metal band. Uh, they're, they did they haven't done an album in a couple years, but this one was really good. Uh, Mortuous Upon Desolation is very solid. Uh, death metal album. I think it's their second album. So I was having trouble with this next one. I didn't know if I should put it as my runner-up or my top ten list, but the new Slipknot really, um, I I really liked it. There's a lot of parts I don't like about it, but it's not as good as their last album. I had uh, no idea not... there was a new Slipknot. Yeah, it's 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 okay. Um, but I really like Slipknot. I like have a resurgence with them for some reason in my head. I've been listening to a lot of Slipknot lately. Uh, their last album, We Are Not Your Kind, I would put up there with their really old stuff. I thought it was fantastic. This is not as good. Um, uh, Artificial Brain self-titled album was really good this year. It's a death metal album. Very solid. Uh, Molder, Engrossed in Decay. These guys are actually from Illinois. I think like from around where I live. Uh, it's like a gross, uh, like grind death metal album. That's really fucking good. Uh, an album I just discovered like a month or two ago that I could not stop listening to. It's not really metal. It's more of like, there's some like not spoken word, but it's not really singing. It's a band called chat pile. And, um, their album's called God's Country. It's very, very raw. Uh, they, there is some metal elements to it, but they it's unlike anything I've heard this year. It's really good. 
I listened to it the first time and then I listened to it like 10 more times that week. It was great. Um, a grindcore band named uh, Wormrot did their latest album called Hiss. I've listened to that a bunch of times. That's really well done. Um, Pharmacist, it's a like, if you've listened to old like Carcass, like grindcore, but it's more grind, the songs are a lot longer. Um, their album Flourishing Extremities on Unspoiled Mental Grounds. That's uh, that's a banger. Uh, that's then a great my name. <laughs> then my top two uh, is a Ukrainian band named White Ward and their album False Light. There's a lot of like, there's a ton of different like subgenres on this. They're mainly like black metal, but there's a saxophone on a lot of songs. Uh, there's like a jazzy like type feel to it. Um, it's just all over the place and it's amazing. Super, super good. And my uh, number one, is uh, Black Braid and their album Black Braid One. And I say their album, but it's actually one guy from New York and he is a Native American. And that album is like a Native American style black metal album, which I've never heard before. And he's got like, he uses like a Native American style instrument that sounds like a, I don't want to say clarinet, but like, it's like a, like a wind instrument mm -hmm. and it's it's awesome the whole album is really good um i really highly suggest it it's gorgeous sounding and it's all native american influenced and it's i guess the guy's been working his ass off when he finally put out this album and everyone seems to really like it in the metal community so that is my top 10 actually i want to I wanted to ask you something, actually, Mike. You went to that cattle decapitation show before Christmas, didn't you? Yes, the, and I fucked up my rotator cuff. Oh, that was careless. Um, <laughs> did you notice the little kid in the crowd near the front who was being like protected by all the elder moshers? The at my show? Yeah, there was a little kid. I'm pretty sure. So there, I was on the right side. It was like split up in the middle. I don't Isn't know. Isn't that the kid that pushed you down and hurt your rotator cuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a little kid. Yeah, that little bastard. Yeah, there was a little kid in there who, um, who, I think he was about seven or eight years old or something like that. And basically, his his dad took him to his first metal show. And the first one was obviously that tour that Mike saw. Because I saw a video for it on Facebook the other day. Interesting. I didn't, uh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, um, basically it was all it was filmed um, like a TikTok kind of deal thing, I guess. But it was um, kid in the mosh pit, like throwing down with all the other moshes and stuff like that. And then at the end, that's got so to, cool. Yeah, I think it was that must have not been in my, on my side because I was in the pit for all the bands. That's okay. why I fucked up my rotator cuff at thirty-four years old. Um. Mm -hmm. Hashtag too good. old for the pit. Dude, seriously, <laughs> I it still hurts. Like I think I gotta go see a doctor because of all like so the opening band was cattle decapitation and they didn't play yeah. for too long. They only moshed for like a, a song or two. And then um obituary came on and I had a mosh for them. And then carcass came on. I only moshed for like one or two songs. I'm not a huge carcass fan, but then Amount of Mars came on and I was in the Whoa. pit the entire fucking time. I was fucking rowing the boat 
in the mosh pit with everybody sure. else. My stomach was killing me because that was like exercise apparently. And <laughs> I was like struggling to get up. I was covered in sweat. And the next day, dude, like I've already had problems with my rotator cuff from lifting, but like it's 10 times worse. Like I can't even bring my arm up still. So like don't mosh in your thirties apparently is what I got. <laughs> But yeah, that, but yeah, I didn't see any any hit like on my side. But it's the the Aragon ballroom is split down the middle, so maybe who's on the left? Okay, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, I saw it the other day, and it made me think because obviously I remember you saying you were going to that show. Um, but I just thought I'd bring it up just in case God. you did actually see the little kid. Yeah, that show was fucking awesome. Oh, do you know what? Let's talk about the best gigs of 2022. That was my I went to, I went to literally <laughs> one. I saw Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I've been to, I went to a few this year, but I think um, my favorite was Gary Newman. And I know it sounds a bit strange, but Gary Newman, like, fucking, he's been in the business, what, 40 odd years now? Um, coming up for 50 years. But it's like, he does industrial and he sounds more like Nine Inch Nails than Nine Inch Nails does these days. <laughs> uh, he, not, not joking, the guy gets fucking better and better every single time I see him. And the last gig I saw him play, he was playing all the classics because basically he's beefed up all the cl- classic tracks that he plays. So they're more industrial, so they're more in tune with the new stuff that he's performing. And he's so fucking good live. He's so good. I've seen him like seven times now, seven or eight times. And wow. yeah, he, he every time he plays, I have to get a gig. I have to get a ticket because he's just so fucking good live. Um, obviously, he plays Cars and Our Friends Electric, which are the songs that everybody knows, you know, out of his career. But I mean, obviously, there's other tracks, but the newer stuff. Sounds so good. And, you know, when he performs live, even if you're not a fan, I think you'll be surprised by how good he is. Because I was never a fan of Gary Newman, and then I saw him live, and I was like, fuck me. You know, I've been missing out on this. And I've seen him seven or eight times. I can't remember, but I know it's... I've seen him about seven is the... I'd say is... um, more likely number but each time i see him perform live he just gets better and better so if anybody wants to see gary newman when he plays live next fucking do it because he's so good and he's heavy really fucking heavy and that's a big surprise because you think of gary newman of synth pop and like doing all the keyboards and shit like that but he utilizes the keyboards in such a way it sounds really heavy. And plus the guitars, and he's got obviously bass and drums on stage with him as well. But something about it is just like seeing him live. He's so good. Are you guys seeing any other shows coming up this year? Um, I'm not going to any other shows this year. Um, Actually, no. Actually, what we're talking about, fucking Gary Newman. I saw Pearl Jam. And the Pixies in July, and they were awesome. Apart from me collapsing and passing out in the middle of Hyde Park, um, 
Yeah, that was Hashtag not good. Hashtag don't pit when you're over 30, whatever I said. Hey, Ryan, have you ever listened to uh, Chimera? Yes. So they, I, I have heard them. They are playing their first uh, show since 2017, and they've been broken up since 2014. And uh, They I had an album. Um, I started listening to them. I want to say it was 04. Impossibility was of Reason? Yes, Impossibility of Reason. That's exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> it's such a, that's a fantastic album. But uh, I, can't, I can't believe you like that that name, Mike. You just brought me back to like <laughs> I, I graduated college and I have that Chimera CD in my CD player. It's in so my good. Pontiac Grand Prix. <laughs> oh yeah, but they're doing oh, their uh, first shows, and we're my buddy Luke and me are going to Ohio, and uh, they're playing just two shows only. Wow, so I I'm, pretty, I'm looking forward to that. I need to get some Chimera on my Spotify ASAP. Holy That's shit. A, all their albums are really good, so. I need to get some more gigs. Yeah, that's fantastic. I got So I have one show coming up this year that I'm definitely going to, and it's the uh, Metallica Pantera uh, tour. They're going to MetLife Stadium oh, in New ticket? York. Yeah, Mike, I'm in the Metallica fan club. I don't know if you know. Uh, I, I joined it, but I got upset because... I missed out on the album, so I didn't even bother with the tickets. Oh, I didn't about the album. Yeah, those tickets were uh, really expensive. No, no. Absolutely not really expensive. Really? Um, Yeah, like when you, I bought them for the, it was the pre-sale, whatever, like because I'm in the Metallica fan club, you buy the tickets early. So I got four, here's the thing though. You ha- for the New York show, they're playing two shows, right? Yeah. One's a Friday, one's a Friday, one's a Sunday. You had to get tickets to both shows. Yeah, that's why I didn't get them too. So they were expensive in that the total ticket price was like let's say three hundred dollars a ticket, but it was you get two shows, so it's one fifty and one fifty, and that's for uh, pit tickets. Yeah, that's so- not that bad. Yeah, exactly. You're in a stadium, Pantera, Metallica, although the second show is Five Figure Death Punch. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, I would be that's showing up a, late to that one. I know. So I'm taking my dad to that one, and he's a Five Figure Death Punch fan. Oh, God. And I'm like, all right, Dad, let's go see Five Figure <laughs> Death Punch. See, you can, go, you can go to the bar during the duration of their set. Listen, this is in MetLife Stadium. There's no bar. There's there's a line where you could stand in line and buy yourself a twenty dollar Bud Light. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the the Metallica show with Pantera that's at Soldier Field. It's on like a Wednesday and Thursday. That's so annoying. Or Tuesday and Thursday. Some of them, like, like I would love to see like, you know, quote unquote Pantera. But. I, I know, and that's it's, but it's one of those things like I've never seen them, and like Pantera would be on my wish list because I'm an old fuck, you know. And Selmo sounds really good now. I like, haven't he, heard him recently. I, I watched a YouTube video of like the new Pantera, and he sounds great because he has been sounding like shit the last few years. And, oh, but the, okay. the Pantera shows sound really good. So I will say though I like I, not that I like love it, but I like them choosing Zach Wild because I think he has an extremely similar style of guitar play to Dimebag Daryl. So, yeah, I could see that. 
And, and I'm sure yeah. he's going to rip just as hard as everybody else. He's got Charlie Benanti from Anthrax as well on drums, yeah. aren't you? Yes, yes. And he's great. And so you, you know the drums are going to be great. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that show. And, I, and I've got my uh, my crew is like my older brother, my younger brother, my cousin. So like we're <laughs> we're rolling in like, yes, there's a big family show to a metal <laughs> show, which we haven't had in a long time. That's awesome. We're very, we're very excited. It's going to be good. So, all right, guys, I have to piss so bad. Yeah, I drank like a two shit. I drank two beers and I'm like rocking back and forth in my chair. <laughs> I am surprise, surprise, I'm nearly falling asleep. I can't believe it, Shane. I'll tell you what, why don't you put on one of those horrible movies we discussed and that'll put you right to bed? I think I might put some music on instead. And no, cook some Dracula 3000. Watch it again. Fuck no. Fuck no. Absolutely fucking not. I love that I just sent that to you. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and you're talking about being an old fuck. I'm older than you, you fucker. Oh, yeah, but I feel older, so let's be honest here. Oh, fuck you. I feel about 90s, right? Oh, God. All right, fellas. Let's wrap this up so I can get going and I can stop holding my wiener. I literally brought my laptop in the bathroom with me. (laughs) Shane, it's finally happened. One of us is going to be shitting on microphone. Yay! (laughs) It's really bad. Oh my god. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. (laughs) Whatever you're fucking listening. Why are you listening to us? It's insane. Yeah, well we made we made it through another year, another uh 2022. We're on to 2023. Um and uh if you want to get a hold of the podcast, we can reach us at all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. If you want to reach me uh on Twitter, still at Ryan Tudelo on Instagram, all you need is all you need Ryan. I'm also on Facebook, on the Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood, on the uh, UHM Fans uh, Facebook group as well, and on the upcoming HorrorMovies.com message board. You can find me on there. Uh, Shane? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, RoboGenes74, uh, uh, Twitter, Dead Cell Society. You can also find me on the Book of Farce, All You Need Is Blood podcast group page. And that will be about it. Uh, tell me if you can hear this. I do the Instagram page on Blood Podcast. Um, it's so echoey. <laughs> hey, no, I'm trying to take a shit. <laughs> 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 I have my own Instagram, which is Woodamore, on Facebook, the forum, Facebook groups. <laughs> I got muted every once in a while. <laughs> we should call that bubble come free. <laughs> oh my nah, this god. Is, this is not bubble worthy. This is like <laughs> soft serve. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow, we finally hit the peak. I can't believe it after all these years. We've hit rock bottom. <laughs> Top quality.
<laughs> I couldn't right, do guys. this with my desktop. This is perfect. <laughs> all right well i don't have the liberty of uh taking my uh, microphone into the bathroom to take a piss so i'm just gonna have to end it now uh thanks for everybody for listening and fellas thanks for joining me and uh here's looking towards a another year of great podcast content such as you're listening to right now how can you, how yeah. you say no yeah all right guys bye for now see you later. Oh my god. Right, I'm off as well. I'll catch you guys later. Yeah, I gotta finish this. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, see you later. <laughs> oh for fuck's sake. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he left. Oh. That was fucking ridiculous. So what a way to end an episode. Oh, it's just fucking easy. Oh, that was so easy. Oh my god. So good. Ha, ha, ha.